couple of episodes were the inspiration for this episode. It made me start digging deeper in the paralegal profession and the legal growth for the past year. I must say we have come so far. I see no signs of stopping. Paralegals are here to stay because our profession has no limits. Listen in for more. Hey everyone, today's episode is going to go a little different. I wanted the last episode of the year to be a summary and a reflection of how far the legal professionals have come in literally just one year. I'm going to talk about a few things that I want you guys to take in and basically take it for what it's worth. For me, the best way to learn is from each other. So of course, if you have anything to add to this conversation, please feel free to reach out to me because you know exactly where to find me on www.edarosallc.com. I first wanna talk about paralegal professional development and awareness. I have been a member of the Namadi Global Organization for many years now, and I talk about them often just because I am really aligned with their mission. And they are frankly what inspired me to go off on my own and really become the legal professional and the educator and the mentor, whatever you want to call me that I am today. So I was introduced by this Namadi Global Organization through a TED Talks. Uh, the founder did a TED Talk, and I'm obsessed with TED Talks. If you don't know <laughs> that by now, um, I love TED Talks. So TED Talk X, tech, whatever. Um, I'm all about TED Talks. And they spoke about a concept called barefoot paralegals, which was really new to me. Um, I actually felt kind of embarrassed that I didn't know about this before being the international um, raised girl that I am. Um, I was really uh, intrigued about this whole notion of this barefoot paralegal and that it existed in other countries other than ours. So basically what a barefoot uh, paralegal is in other countries, uh, you're able to practice law in a limited capacity. Uh, so it was no surprise when it actually came to the United States and you know they eventually jumped, jumped on board for this actual um, concept and notion, which I thought was great. Uh, the eagerness for change and education is the heartbeat of the Let's Talk Paralegal brand as a whole. I want to start off by letting you know how this push for the paralegal profession um, became an option through the limited licensing and why it started. Since it's the same reason I started the Let's Talk Paralegal movement and brands and podcasts and everything that is Let's Talk Paralegal today and will be hopefully in the near future, that is simple. Three words, access to justice. We all know there is very limited access to justice. If you don't have the correct representation, your legal matter may not really end the way you wanted it to or provide you with the best legal outcome possible. If you don't know where to seek this information or even how to understand the information, you may be in trouble with the law more than you should. Pro se litigants have increased within the last few years, and I'm talking about tenfold of what it was before. And it's simply because they're unable to afford attorney fees. And we all know that attorney fees are essential to the law firm's success. They have a lot of overhead. They had a lot of loans. They are entitled to charge 
what they charge. However, the that limits the access to certain types of representations unless these attorneys that are charging what they deserve right what they've earned um does it either pro bono at a, or at a discounted rate which is we all know far and few in between and obviously cannot uh, be sustainable for the law firm so Certain states have started to take action um, to provide alternative options. Um, and those, some of those off the top of my head are Utah, Oregon, Washington, and Colorado. I know there's a lot more out there that are gearing up to it. Um, I believe California is one that's gearing up to it and, um, you know, in hopes to provide, you know, an alternative option. By providing alternatives um, in a form of what they're calling a limited licensing legal technician, right? So overall, that would be the actual title per se. And um, it's great. You know, I'm going to tell you my opinion on it because that's who I am. I think it's a great alternative as long as there are certain um, strict regulations, uh, strict you know guidelines to where everybody knows exactly what that entails exactly what is needed in order to provide that access right because alternatives are not to be something lesser than it's supposed to give you equal or of more value so understanding the concept of alternatives um hopefully these states get on the right track and you know provide that to uh, people that need it the most um, just like anything else, right? So that's all I'm going to say about that. But other alternatives that came up uh, during this year, uh, during my research, especially while I was writing my Let's Talk Paralegal book, are organizations, right? Organizations are what run the memberships and events and information, right? And the inspiration and everything that we know in the legal industry. And this is basically what the Let's Talk Paralegal is about, right? And what we uh, have pushed to do. So um, personally, I know a couple of paralegal study programs that are actually, some courses are being taught by paralegals, right? So who better than to teach you something that's, you know, by someone that has been or even is still in that position. Um, that was a foreign concept back when I was in paralegal studies. All my professors in my paralegal studies programs were lawyers trying to teach me how to be a paralegal. And unless they were a paralegal before they were an attorney, not quite sure how that would work. Um, but I've learned now, fast forward, that there are reasons for that because in order to be ABA, American Bar um, Association certified, you must have X, Y, and Z regulations and obviously qualifications and things like that in order to teach these types of programs and be certified by the ABA, which in turn limits the capacity of uh, paralegal teaching those types of programs, um, which I know to some it may sound like an oxymoron, uh, to others may sound legitimate, um, but I'm going to stay in the middle of this because I believe maybe the limited licensing uh, legal technician will change that narrative. And seeking reliable resources is crucial to any success, right? So especially in the legal industry and growth and teaching them 
is much more important. So as long as we get the correct education for these uh, future or current paralegals in those paralegal studies programs, and we get it to the point where they understand the full effect of their profession, how they can be utilized and how they can gauge their worth, I think that paralegal studies programs can be a lot more beneficial and there's always room for growth as everything else. And that's what the Let's Talk Paralegal programs are going to offer. Um, and by programs, I mean our online courses, I mean our books, our podcasts. We're gonna start introducing way more information and resources, reliable resources, right? Keyword, reliable resources to our legal professionals, not just paralegals. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the Let's Talk Paralegal is named that because I am a paralegal and I wanted it to be in the forefront that I was not a licensed attorney. And the word paralegal often um, can eliminate all of that dispute. So, but that doesn't mean that this podcast is limited to just paralegals. Um, we welcome anyone, even if you're not in the legal profession and you're just wanting to tap into it and understand more about what the legal industry is about. That is our mission. Our mission is to change the legal industry from the inside out, but also educate others on those types of topics. So another alternative other than, you know, paralegal study programs being taught by paralegals, uh, these limited licensing for legal technician certifications and degrees is affordable access to legal research software platforms. Uh, we all know if you are a non-lawyer and you are a legal professional that goes off on their own, either as an individual or as an LLC or as a C-Corp or however form you are providing your contract legal assistance, non-legal assistance work and services and products such as myself, uh, these companies don't understand that we're not able to charge that big ticket item as in turn an attorney would, right? Because at the end of the day, we are not attorneys. We're not able to provide legal advice unless, again, you fall under that umbrella of the limited licensing legal technician form, which again, in turn, we'll have to, I guess, revisit those types of options later on. But I'm talking about as it currently stands overall today in 2021. These companies still charge under a corporation uh, account the same thing or sometimes even more than they would charge in licensed attorney that's able to charge X amount of time, of time uh, per hour, right? So we all know as a law lawyer, um, you know, we, I mean, you could, you could try, you know, charging 450 or $500 an hour. I mean, if you can justify it, great. Um, but we all know that reality, you know, $100, $200 or something like that is obviously the alternative motive, right? That's what we're here for, to provide that. Um, or $45 an hour if you're working under, you know, an attorney or however you're providing those type of services and whatever your actual fees are. We cannot charge that. At the end of the day, if you're a non-lawyer, we cannot charge those high ticket items as an attorney, yet we still need that software to properly carry on with our legal assistance services and products. So if these companies are able to provide uh, accessible, more you know, uh, affordable access to these platforms that are ne needed uh, to run the business as a freelancer, as a contract 
um, person, non-lawyer, then we can charge probably a little less than what we do now because again we have to put into consideration the overhead right so that's another option that can be provided whether or not that happens obviously i have no authority on that but these are just alternative uh options that we can provide right that is possible however it's in the hands of others so if you're listening you know who you are let me know in line with that um organizations such as American Bar Association, right? The ones that run basically our legal industry, uh, the local bar associations for every state and every county and every district uh, circuit, depending on what uh, state you're in. Um, they are governing associations that can provide discounted rates to, again, non-lawyers. And I'm not only talking about memberships, I'm talking about events, CLE credits um, that we can, that can be utilized for both the supporting staff and the attorneys you know that are certified and that are trying to maintain their certifications you know at the end of the day these alternatives that i just listed and i'll recap it um later on is well there's no i in team we need to start realizing and we need to start changing that narrative that we need to work together right in order to assure the success of the law firm of the department of the organization as a whole, and to assure that we provide our clients that are the ones that will suffer the most, um, the best outcome possible for their case. We all know that not every case is 100%, right, guaranteed that we're going to get the best outcome. But if we have the correct tools, and if we as legal professionals have access, affordable access, reliable resources, that we are prepared properly in our studies and in our certification programs, and that we are not only taught the skills, um, the core skills or hard skills, however you want to call those, um, that we are not only trained in those skills, but that we are trained in other skills that unfortunately are no longer common, right? We all know that common sense is no longer the most common of the senses and that technology had a lot to do with it, but also the growth and the intellectuality of the society as a whole has a lot to do with why we have become so remote, <laughs> no pun intended, um, how we've become so separated and divisive in anything to the point where we can't even have a normal conversation with anyone, you, nevertheless your family member, without it being either derogatory, offensive, or taken in, in the wrong light, right? And, you know, as we geared up and finishing up and wrapping up the holidays, this becomes obviously very present um, to where you start making decisions as to whether or not you want to actually go, whether or not you actually want to interact with certain people. And that's okay. That is at the end of the day, your decision and the beauty of the United States. But we need to understand that at the end of the day, understanding is probably the most important skill that one can acquire and one can grow. We're never going to be 100% on this, obviously. There are going to emotions and feelings and hurt are very strong. Um, and present. Grief is another one that, you know, it's not something that will go away. And I know that from personal experience. However, understanding 
the other person, understanding that they're probably going through something or that something else is going on and that it's pretty much not you um, can go a long way in how you view and react to things. I actually posted something that is relevant to this and it basically said 10% is actually what you um, put in, but 90% is actually how you react to it. So understanding that reactions and understanding is just so important, so crucial, not only as a legal professional, but as a person in general, because if you practice that in your personal life, it'll overflow and it'll help you um, succeed in your professional life as well. I started the Let's Talk Paralegal movement not only to educate the listeners and the followers, but to inspire you. And I hope I've done that <laughs> and that I'm completing that mission and aspire to continue to do that for many more years to come because this really was a passion project of mine. And if you followed me long enough, you understand that literally this was a passion project and it became so much more than that. You know, we not only did it convert into YouTube channel or a book and other things that are coming up and coming now that we'll announce later, um, it's become much more than just a passion project. And I think it's because I love it so much and that I put my all into it. And I put so much attention and picking and selecting the, you know, the guests that I believe will be most beneficial for my listeners, right? And I wanna thank you guys um, because without your support, I basically be talking to a camera all day. Um, so understanding and listening to you guys, uh, thank you for your messages. Thank you for your comments and your shares. I see them all. I want you guys to know that I do. I see them all. I try to get to them as fast as possible and respond to you, even if it's just a like. Um, I really want to let you know that I am reading it and that it, it means so much more to me that you just took the time to do that versus just listening. So I appreciate that. And I want to thank you guys. And I want to wish you nothing but the best in this upcoming year um, and to many more years to come. For the Let's Talk Paralegal, we are not going anywhere. And I appreciate everything you guys do. So until justice is served, I'll be here. So as always, I get caught up in the conversation and I forgot to give you the recap of all the alternative options for the legal industry that popped up throughout my own conversation. So a little recap, I'll make it brief, is limited licensing for legal professionals, which is crucial to the pivoting of the legal industry. Also, paralegal study programs being taught by paralegals and other um, understanding and communicative uh subjects in those paralegal studies programs. And I believe the most imperative and maybe crucial as well, along with all these other ones, is affordable access, right, to legal program softwares, affordable access to justice, affordable access to legal information. All of this is going to really, really, really change the legal industry and legal professionals as a whole. So I hope you enjoyed this quick little episode that I wanted to just share this information with and until justice is served guys i will be here bye, bye.
Define